Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you are ready for a great New Year's Eve celebration wherever you are in the world. And let's make 2023 amazing. We're wrapping up the year here with a fun Disney topic. Scott and Pam join me and we talk about some of the most unique things that we have done at the Disney destinations. Pam talks about her recent uh, tour of Walt's apartment out at Disneyland for a travel agency event, which is very cool. Kind of jealous that she's been up in there. It's so cool to get to see Walt's apartment. I talk about cruising on the Disney magic one time. Stuart Scott, the late Stuart Scott from ESPN, just happened to be on the cruise and he was such a tremendous guy. Got to get to talk to him a little bit and it was an amazing experience. Scott talks about seeing Mike Wazowski projected late at night on uh, Spaceship Earth and doing a great DVC event back in 2016. And I also talk about going to a place called the Big Bamboo in Kissimmee. I doubt you've ever heard about it, but it was a haunt for cast members. Tell me if you've ever heard about that. This and much more coming your way on today's show. Of course, don't forget our podcast always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do here on the show. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest podcast. You make all these shows possible, and we could not do this without you. Our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2215 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you and Happy New Year because we're almost to the end of 2022 and moving into 2023. We have the Orange Bowl tonight, Tennessee and uh, Clemson. I know we got a lot of folks on both sides of that one out there on the podcast family. There's going to be a lot of orange down in uh, South Florida tonight. And then, of course, we have the college football playoff tomorrow. Uh, happy birthday to Kim Taylor, our good friend down taking pictures a lot of the time in Epcot. And also a happy early birthday to my daughter, Mallory, who will be, holy cow, she'll be 15 come Monday because I already recorded the Monday podcast and totally forgot to wish her happy birthday on that one. So covering my butt right here. So we're good. Uh, happy birthday, Mallory. I can't believe she's 15. That means the podcast will be 15 shortly too. So holy cow, we've been doing this for quite a while, but we're going to have a good time wrapping up the year here on the show. Of course, we're moving into 2023 next week and joining me today for the last show of the year. It's your friend of mine. Hashtag Scotty G Scott this time next week. We'll be running not 1K, not 2K, but all 10 of the Ks on Friday. You ready to run 6.2? I'm ready for it, but I'm more so ready to win the inaugural BOGP Mini Golf Open. That's true. That's what I'm really That, that is more on. important. That is true. Yeah. You bust out your putter. Yeah. Like, I'm actually going to go to, like, an indoor putting facility so I can practice some putts this weekend because I have to be ready for that major event. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, ha happy birthday to everyone. We, you know, we got some birthdays coming up, Mallory and Kim. But 
I got to just take a minute because I know we talk about football out in here. I won't go too long, but I am in a tough situation on New Year's Eve. My arch enemy, the worst college football team in America, in my opinion, is playing in a pretty big game. So I had to root for them. But then my second (laughs) ultimate team that I don't like is also playing. But I rather it's just tough, Mike, because like I feel like I had to root for Ohio State because. I feel like no, I need you to never, get revenge against Michigan. You, you know? never have like, to root for Ohio root, State. But I do because I'm a Big Ten guy, but I can't root for Michigan. <laughs> so I'm in a tough situation, but I have my good friend Georgia. Like I want Georgia to win because of that. So I think it's going to be a win-win for me a little bit on that game. But I need I need to, I need need Ohio State to win it all. I need the Big Ten to oh, win the championship. This stop. Year. It's got to be Ohio State. Stop. You just need to roll with me, TCU and Georgia, all the way. Make uh, make make New Year's Eve no, great. I can't I can't <laughs> let the Big Ten go zero and two. That can't happen. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Scott and I disagree on very few things, but this is one of them. SEC baby. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, we're gonna have a good time. Uh, on on yeah, Pam's like, what are we doing on New Year's Eve? Like, what, what do you mean? The football game's on. That's all. That's what matters. Georgia's playing. It's, it's, college football playoff anyway joining us we also have the coder the magic for less travel pam forrester pam happy new year any big plans for uh, new year's eve oh we're just you know laying low forrester craziness as per usual so you anchored (laughs) putting the snowman back out anchored him down a little tighter um yes Yes. hoping he makes it through this season or steve will steve will be devastated no he's gonna go out soon again so yes Nice. Should go to Home Depot. I'm telling you, man, you got to get that skeleton for next season. That thing, I'm telling you, man, I, I can't stop thinking about that because you could just put clothes on him and he could be, you know, they could be Cupid here uh, soon out in the yard, 12 foot Cupid. Mm, no, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. Anyway. All right. Well, let's talk about, I was thinking about this because my wife is actually, because we listened to the, um, to the Christmas Eve show is we drive to my in-laws. And so that's like the one show we listen to the podcast that we listen to every year as a family. And they got a kick out of it. They got a kick out of that. Ricky kept hanging up on us and kept calling back in it. Cause if you heard ding dong, he's like, what's that? I'm like, Oh, Ricky was having issues. Her dog stepped on the computer or something. And so I apologize for all that. You guys had to hear it too. So I had to explain all that to my wife. She's like, you didn't edit that out. I'm like, Oh, it was really hard to, because Ricky kept hanging up on us. So um, <laughs> anyway, she was asking though, because Pam was just out of Disneyland and was posting all these cool pictures on social media in one picture that she's asked me about three or four different times. And so I'm like, I'm putting this on the show. Cause I kind of want to know too, Pam, you, you've done some super cool stuff in your Disney history because of the travel agency, because Disney has asked you to do, you know, give feedback for stuff because you've worked with so many guests. And because of that, when Disney gets you guys all together, you do some pretty remarkable experiences, but the one that my wife really wants to kind of hear a little bit about, and I thought our listeners would love to hear about this too, because I probably will never get to do this, but I would love to. You got to go into Walt's apartment a couple of weeks ago. And my wife was just like, what, what was it like? I'm like, I don't know. Your friends with Pam call her, you know, text her. I don't know. Send her a message <laughs> on Facebook. I don't know. But So she wants to know. So we're going to talk about just like some unique stuff that we've gotten to do. Not to be like braggy, but just to kind of talk about, you know, just like, what was it like just so that other people might know? Cause I'm going to talk about a weird thing. It wasn't, it's not braggy at all. I'm surprised I got out alive. It was just weird, but yours was just super cool as a Disney fan. So talk to us about going to Walt's apartment. Cause you've actually done this twice. And I think that's like the ultimate for a Disney. Fan. <laughs> it is. Um, so 
we um, had the opportunity to do some cool things. There was a conference out in Disneyland and um, we, I sit on a travel agent advisory board for Disney and they took our small group that is also in um, this advisory board. And one morning we went into Walt's apartment and I had done it before because there is a tour at Disneyland that does include time at um, in Walt's apartment. Um, but they take you up there. For those of you who don't know, it's above the firehouse and they always have a light on. And during the holiday season, they actually have a little Christmas tree in the window and they move his lamp over. But anyways, um, they the cast members that are in charge of taking you up to this place are ones that really sort of recognize that this is sort of hallowed ground for so many of us, right? That Walt and his, his wife lived there for a while. Um, it is a very small location for those who don't know. I mean, it's just small. You can see by looking up there, it really consists of a living room slash bedroom area, a kitchenette, and a bathroom area. Um, and that is, that's always shocking to me and very cool in some ways that what was the most important for Walt was that he was there and they could look out over the park, right? That he got to spend time there, that he was there in the morning, he could walk out and, and do that. Um, so that's something I think that is really cool. It's this, um, I posted a picture of me actually in uh, the apartment. They'll take one picture and they take it for you. I mean, there are very strict rules about things. You're not allowed to take a bunch of pictures while you're in there. You're allowed to take one with you in the photo. You can look around. Um, it's, it's just, when you're there, you just are sort of, it almost doesn't feel real, right? That you're there. But um, I, I really, really in, enjoyed the time that I had the chance to spend there. Um, the other thing is that I think is really interesting is there is sort of a macked out shower in Walt's apartment. Like one of those showers that has many shower heads, right? And apparently this was important to Walt. What, I mean, that was, that, so I, that was there when Walt was there? I mean, I wouldn't even think yes, that, that was a yes. innovative is that? That's, that's I know, right? It was, I guess, um, those aches and pains, man. It really helps deal with that. But yes, um, there was, there was. So, um, but yeah, there are, there are tours. There is a tour where you get time up in Walt's apartment. You can make uh, reservations for that tour 60 days in advance. So I'd imagine though, you guys, you know, had a pretty, typically when you guys get to go to those things, you have somebody who is a VIP of the VIP tour guides that are pretty experienced, you know, kind of the best of the best. Did, did this person have any stories? And you said they're, they kind of see it as hollow ground. Um, do they, I mean, I would imagine what I noticed just in general at Disneyland is that the cast members were very, even more than Walt Disney world. And there's great cast members at Walt Disney world. Don't get me wrong, man. That's why I fell in love with Walt Disney world. Well, before I ever went to Disneyland is the cast members sold me on this place is amazing, but they just felt like protective of the place. I felt at Disneyland, like this is my place, man. And I'm going to show you magic. Like you've never seen before. But I'd imagine if you're somebody who is entrusted to let folks in and follow these specific protocols to go into Walt's apartment, these have to be cast members who've been there for quite a while and have stories. I mean, is that is that what you had or no? 
They, um, they do. They, this is someone who had been at Disneyland for a while. Um, and she did have, you know, some things to share. She allowed us to ask questions, which I think is really interesting. You know, people had, I think that there is just a shock when you see it, that it's basically a small living room and this kitchenette area with a few appliances, um, that, you know, I think that those are the things that people are most interested in. It's very true to that era. era. There are like these burgundy red couches that pulled out like a trundle for the beds. I mean, that's where they, you know, slept for those things. Um, and she was just very, they always sort of communicate the story that the light's always on to sort of honor Walt. And I think that that's a cool thing that even if you don't have the opportunity to see, go into the apartment that you can see that from the ground there, that that's always going to be there. And I just wanted to say that the, it used to be called the walk in Walt's footsteps tour, but now it's called Walt's main street story tour is the one that takes you into Walt's apartment. There also is an outdoor space there as well, which is a beautiful area where Walt did entertain from time to time. So um, that's something really unique too. Okay. One last thing though, before we move on, are there any artifacts like like books or journals or anything in there that they kept or have they like taken those off to like the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco or, you know, the Smithsonian, th places like that? Yeah, I think most of that stuff has been moved out from that location. Um, they really didn't have that there. But I think it was just kind of cool to see just um, the environment, I guess. To do yes, yeah, yeah, that's it really I mean, just is. to be like yeah. I was, you know, like I'm looking at the same like the view I'm seeing today is the view Walt saw in like '59. I mean, of course, it's changed over time, but I'm looking out that same window. That'd be th yeah. that, that would just that kind of stuff just makes me like wow, you know, it's just, like I'm standing on the, the same floor. The outside area, like, kind of fascinates me, you know, where you, where you said that he would do, like, entertain. Could you imagine, like, just getting some invite and you say, hey, guess what we're doing this weekend? We're going to go to Walt's apartment yeah. at Disneyland and he's going <laughs> to enter. He's going to host us. Right. <laughs> How awesome would that be? I know. I know. It's it. I can't even imagine uh, what that would be like as someone who had the opportunity to do that. I mean, did people then like know and appreciate it when it was happening? I, I don't yeah, know. Right, I mean, right. that's the kind of thing. They might not have. But I mean, the whole time I didn't go in the apartment, but I mean, I just remember feeling that every time I walked around Disneyland Park. Right. I was just like, man, where I'm standing right now, Walt actually Walt Disney himself could have been. You know, he could have leaned on this tree, you know, or he could have, you know, I could be walking in, you know, literally in Walt's footsteps up Main Street. Like as I was going to the, you know, the Gibson girl to get an ice cream. Like, well, yeah. He? And one of the things was that was really cool was there is a phone there and there's this just like this little tiny ledge where um, they where she told us that Walt sat there and took all of his calls there when he was there at the apartment. It, uh, I mean, it would be like, you know, we all work from home now. Right. He worked from home at that point, right? And sat on this little ledge to take calls throughout the day. I thought to myself, wow. Like, we're all like, I need an ergonomic chair. Yeah. I need whatever. <laughs> I Walt was like hanging out on a little ledge at the end of a sofa taking phone calls 
Yeah, and I doubt anybody's ever going to care that I take calls right in the seat right here in this Mizzou Gold uh, bedroom in the downstairs of Weldon Spring, Missouri. Nobody right. cares ever, <laughs> ever. Nobody's going to he's, he's taking in. calls on that ledge, like negotiating the land yeah. from Walt Disney World. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. He's like, yeah. We yes. can't. We can't call it Disney. It's the. Uh, it's the. <laughs> it's the taquito uh, company. You know, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So Scott, let me ask you though. Okay. So we, we're going to talk about. I mean, obviously, we don't get to do such cool stuff all the time. Right. But uh, like, what's something you think you've done that's pretty unique that you think few might have experienced when it comes to yeah, Disney? Um, I was trying to think about it. So like, I've been. I just been fortunate. It's like right place, right time, right for me. Like I don't get like these cool invitations or anything, but. Um, one of my favorite cool memories that not too many people got to do was the DVC 25 celebration. Um, so it was, it was in February, 2016. I just happened to have, I happened to be on site cause it was like right after princess weekend. And it was like the 25th anniversary of DVC. So it was like, kind of like one of those after hour party events, if you can try to picture it, but it wasn't like fully capacity. It wasn't anything near like a, like a Halloween or a Christmas party. It was like half of that. So pretty comfortable night. But they did a one-time fireworks show for DVC 25. And I, rec- I was, like, smack in the middle, like, over by the partner statue. I got, like, a great angle, the video, the whole thing. Like, you hardly see anyone in it. And I went live with it. And I remember, Mike, you said the same thing I, I thought. Like, I, I thought that was going to be was, Wish's replacement right I can't there. believe that was seven years ago. Like, that is the, right. I, I can't believe that. Dude. Holy cow. Hard to believe, right? But, yeah. So, like, I just thought that was kind of cool. Like, I got to see this one-time special fireworks show. I really thought it was going to be like the happily ever after, whatever it was going to mm-hmm. replace wishes. I've watched that video again. It, it's definitely not, but um, it was super cool. And just a cool experience. Like it kind of felt, remember like in, it was like 2013, I think where they did that limited time magic. Remember like every week there was like this new thing with like yeah. special characters would pop up or whatever. It was almost like all of that combined in the one party because they had like all these hard to find characters that were like throughout the park for meet and greets. Mm-hmm. It was a super cool event. Again, like I wasn't like the only one there. I mean, there was a lot of people still there, but it was very limited. And I just thought that was like a cool one-time thing that I got to do. Is it, isn't it weird though that Disney, because I've thought about that, right? That was because you showed me that. Vi- I've seen the video. You showed me that night and that fireworks show was outstanding. But it just seems like as far as the man hours you put into something like that and just the the creative energy to, to create a show like that, you couldn't just do it once. I, and I know they do corporate <laughs> events sometimes, like where they close off the parks. Right. Maybe they use it again for stuff like that. But I would think you'd have to, like, if you're going to make a fireworks show, like, it's got to be something you're doing for, like, you know, hundreds of times. Yeah. But and, it could be a test, right? Because I think around that time is they were testing a new show. Like, they knew Wishes was going to, there was going to, it was, there was going to be something replacing this. So they kind of been like, all right, well, this night we're going to try XYZ fireworks show and see what the reaction is like. Cause then they might have did it at like a corporate event. Cause I've heard of that too, right? Like, corporate events might have like a different display of fireworks. So it could have just been part of their testing phase. And I, I was just glad I got to see one of them, man, because it, it was, was awesome. awesome. It was, it was, it was unreal. Like give me that show anytime. All right. Yeah. So here, here's what here kind of tease us on, on Wednesday show. So when I was working at space camp, so for a couple of summers, like I went to space camp as a teacher, I got invited down just to go through a professional development for a week in the summer of uh, 2001 uh, Boeing sent some teachers down and I got to go on a scholarship. And then I loved it so much. I went back as an instructor in the summer of 2002 and 2003. And so if you go, and I think it's still the case that over the summer, they, 
Space Camp in Huntsville, Alabama hires about 20 to 25 full-time teachers in all disciplines to teach other teachers in their education department. So like I was there from St. Louis, we had teachers from Arizona, California, Texas, Alabama, all over the all over the country came down and we stayed at the University of Alabama Huntsville, which is across the street from Space Camp. We didn't stay in the Habs, which would have been cool if you ever saw the Space Camp movie. I wanted to stay in the Habs, but no, that's where the kids stay. That was the super cool stuff, like the big tubes. I was like, do we get to so stay there? So this is like the Habs and Have Nots, like a big brother? <laughs> no, Habs, H-A-B, like the Habitat. Oh, it was, gotcha. So, okay. I thought you were saying Habs. No, Habs <laughs> with the B. But it was like, because I got there, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, dude, we could stay in the cool place. No, they're like, dude, you could stay across the street at the college, at the university. I was like, <laughs> oh, but the, it was cool anyway, because I never went away to school, so I thought it was awesome. Anyway, so we're there, and we have the teachers from all over the world, right, or all over the country, and we're the, you know, they we go through like an intense week. The first week we're there. They teach us everything we have to teach the teachers for the rest of the summer, right? And at the end of the at the end of the first week, we have to take this like four hundred question test, and you have to pass it with like a ninety five percent proficiency to be able to stay on as an instructor. And like you have to do all these, you got to build this stuff, and you got to you got to you know mock train, you know do all these things because you got to teach the simulators like the fake shuttle missions i mean it was intense but i love space i was like i was like a kid in a candy store it was like going to space camp but on steroids so i do the whole thing the train anyway long story short kind of one of the people a couple of the people that were the fellow teachers for this program a couple of the summers they were also seasonal disney employees right so they they had been college program, you know, as they were younger before they became teachers and they stayed on as seasonal cast members to keep like their benefits. And so the one week of the summer that space camp was closed because nobody would come down is the week of the 4th of July, because, you know, no teachers are going to come over the 4th of July for professional development. So we were all off on the 4th of July and, you know, we were like, you know, people were, like I said, from California, Texas, Arizona, Illinois, Missouri. So we we're just like. We decided like, you know, towards the end of June, like we should just all go to go to Walt Disney World for the 4th of July. All of us together would be fun. So we all decided to drive to Walt Disney World. And we had a couple of us, a couple of the people there were cast, like they were former college program people. They knew all the ins and outs and they had this, they had the hookups, man. They knew people that were still, you know, pretty high up cast members. So we got like, we got tickets. Um, I remember that I got to sit like for Spectral Magic one night, we got seats like VIP seats, like if, if you walk from the castle into Liberty Square on the left, there's like a little alcove at that bridge where there's like a bench. We had that bench to ourselves, like every character like waved at us and like, like we were some royalty or something. I mean, we got the hook up there. But here's the thing I want to talk about that. I, I'm just saying this because I wonder if anybody because we have thousands and thousands of listeners and I still think nobody will know what I'm talking about because I literally spent 15 minutes today looking on the internet before I could find that this place actually did exist. So one night, and this was killing me because I only wanted to be in the parks. Like I was, you know, I was just getting into Disney and I'm like, okay, we're going. And we didn't, of course, didn't stay in any Disney hotel. We stayed with like friends and apartments and stuff. And I was like, oh, this stinks. Like, I just want to be at Walt Disney World the whole time. And they're catching up with their friends and stuff. So they're like, no, you got to go to the, we're going to this place and it's the most cool place. So I'm thinking, oh, it's at Walt Disney World. Nope, it's not. It was a cast member hangout and I looked it up. It was called the Big Bamboo and it was a tiki bar, like lounge little hut thing. And it was in this lot that was next to a strip mall in Kissimmee. 
And it, so when you went in, I think you had to have a cast member with you to get in because it was super small, kind of exclusive. And it was built in the 60s. And it was decorated. The entire walls all the way around were cast member badges and artifacts. And I remember by the restroom, there were test track seats. I don't know how they got there, but there were. Super small. No food. You couldn't get food. You could get drinks, though. That was it. You could order pizza from, like, Domino's. They'd bring it in. That was totally cool. They had, like, bags of chips you could buy. That was the extent of the food. Like, you could buy, like, Cheetos and Doritos and stuff. That was it. But it was just dark and shady as anything. But this is where cast members hung. And, I mean, it was, like, the coolest thing. But it was, I, I seriously, I thought about this the other day, and I'm like, was that a fever dream that I went to this place that was next to a strip mall <laughs> called the Big Bamboo? And I mean, it only held like 20, 25 people. And you had, I think you had to have a cast member to get in. Like, I think you couldn't get in if like you weren't with a cast member or were a cast member. But it was like the coolest thing because it was like, this was like the side. And we also went to Pleasure Island on like cast member night. I think it was Tuesday night or whatever industry night or something. That was wild. Um, but it was just, it was like, I've never seen that side of Walt Disney World because I've never been a cast member. But I'm telling you what, look it up. The Big Bamboo. It was so weird, but it was cool. And then we also went to, I think, the Ale House on like cast member night, and that was a lot of fun too. But it was just cool to see things from a cast member side as a Disney fan. <laughs> it was it was very different uh, than, than, uh, than you see cast members on Main Street USA. But it was cool. This place apparently got knocked down by Hurricane Ivan and never reopened after 2004. It got damaged heavily. They never reopened. And then the, the whole thing burned down in 2005. So it's not there anymore. The lot sold and everything. But um, I just want to know if anybody has ever went to anybody ever went to the Big Bamboo in Kissimmee because it was the craziest. It was super themed, though, because it was cast members that were Disney cast members that are, you know, we're all into theming. And so it was super duper themed in there. But it was so weird. It was so weird. It was so it was so Disney and so not at the same time. Go ahead. It almost feels like the Big Bamboo was like inspiration for Trader Sam's. It, it was it was it was like a dirty Trader Sam's, but with like without animatronics, with real crazy people, like really drunk people. Like it was because I didn't drink at the time. It was weird. It, but I mean, I wonder if anybody else has ever been there. So the Big Bamboo in Kissimmee with a bunch of cast members. It was bizarre. Crazy. All right, Pam, bring us back onto track because I just want to know if anybody's been to the Big Bamboo. <laughs> I love that. So, um, at different times, you know, like we've talked about, I, I do have the privilege of going to some of these events and I've seen some awesome people over the years. Um, Art Linkletter spoke to us once. Marty Sklar spoke to us before. We've had other Imagineers over the years speak to us. Um, it, it's just a really cool thing. But I will say there are two things that really rank as some of my highlights and both of them involve folks that um have sang really for disney have written music and whatnot one of them was um seeing one of the sherman brothers and um of course he played uh feed the birds um that was walt's you know favorite song and that was one of those moments that was really, you're sitting there and you're like, I cannot believe this is happening. Um, really and truly, you just can't. And he played other songs as well. But that was just, I mean, that was really, really cool. And another experience was we saw Dick Van Dyke and um, got to sing Let's Go Fly a Kite with Dick Van Dyke. Oh, and cool. just, right? I know. So 
just it's those kind of things and i think it's just such they're such cool memories because you have first of all such a big connection with the songs right that um the sherman brothers shaped so many of the disney movies i can't even imagine what those movies would be like without those fantastic songs that are that are just such a part of the movie it would it I don't know. You would think that the movie wouldn't have been as successful. It just would not have. Um, those movies shaped so much of that experience. And that, um, and with Dick Van Dyke and Let's Go Fly a Kite, that's a big part of the movie and just one of my favorite movies ever. So those are like, you know, pinch me experiences. And I know that's not something that everyone can duplicate at this point. We, I was just so fortunate to have the opportunity to do that, but just ranks up there in some of my major Disney memories. So, But what I like though, is that, you know, I think with D23, they're trying to give that, that experience to, you know, some of the more, you know, diehard Disney fans, you know, because they have had some pretty, you know, headliner experiences for, you know, the ones that are willing to wait it out or have the exclusive tickets, stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, like, just think about that. You know, you have that, Walt connection, you know, with both of those guests, you know, people that you got to see there. You just, yes. I mean, it's just like, you're just, you can't, I mean, I got excited when I went to, I've been to a couple of media events because of the show and like Samantha Brown came out on stage. I mean, that's not right? even a comparison, but I was like, that's Samantha Brown from the travel channel. Like, I was right? like, that is so cool, you know, just because, you know, she has a passion for travel and, you know, I, I love that, you know, cause that's something that I have and I just, you know, yeah, not on the same. Yeah, level and Disney. She level. loves Disney. Yeah, she too, totally so. did. So I just like that's why you're. That's why guests of the Magical Lesson when they see you two in the parks, like, oh my god, it's yeah, right. and Mike. <laughs> Get out of the way! Look out! He's, he eats too much Taco Bell. So Scott, what what's another thing though you've done that's kind of because that DVC event that would have been epic because like you said, yeah. not big crowds and a cool fireworks show. That was really, yeah, and there's like all those special characters. It it almost felt like that was like a a test for like the after hour events because I was like, they were giving like free, like I have a photo of me with like six Mickey bars in my hands. Cause they were just trying to get rid of like, What am I going to do with this? It's like 80 degrees. Like, <laughs> like I can't like hold on to them and take them back to the resort. You know, like it was just, it was a wild night, but uh, I may have told this one before, but um, I'll, I'll tell it again, like real quick. So it, this is way before like beacons of magic with like where they would do the cool projections on spaceship earth. Um, so it was one night, I think it was like April 2013 or something like that. I just remember I was at um, Tepanetto, Tepanetto. Okay, is it Tepanetto or Tepanetto? Like, I don't know what to call it. I call it Tepanetto. I always say Tepan. I always say Tepan. Yeah, but, so maybe we're all wrong, though. Yeah, who maybe. Knows? <laughs> who knows? I'm at the... I'm at the Hibachi place in Japan. How about that? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes. That's a safer, yeah. safer bet. Yes. That's, that works. And um, I just never forget, like, because you get, like, the communal seating, whatever, and there's this guy that he was a big New York Jets fan, and it was the night of the NFL draft. And, like, he knew I was a Lions fan, and we were, like, separated. Like, he was on one end of the table. I was on another. Like, we ended up switching seats because he wanted me to really watch the draft with him on his phone. Like, and like it wasn't even that deep to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to have a nice meal with my family. But sure, like let's let's see how the draft is going. So, him and I like are like talking all night. We end up going like super long. Like we end up closing the place. We leave the restaurant and it's like 9:45. Like this, the park's been closed for like 45 minutes, and we're way back there. So like we start our stroll. We're still kind of taking our time because like World Showcase at night empty awesome. is like like the coolest yes. thing, right? Like. Like, you don't want to rush through there. So we're, like, slowly taking our time, taking photos and all that. So 
we get up to the front it's probably like well past 10 now like i don't know 10 15 10 30 because we were really taking our time and but there's all these like people like gathering like near the front like where they where they had the tombstones or whatever you want to call them like you know like where you would walk in like the the, monolith, <laughs> I the monoliths i think they call them yes. or something yeah <laughs> right so we're just and i'm like looking like why are all these people hanging out here and then there's like it looks like there's some like execs off to the side like they're like having this interview and then boom all of a sudden like mike wazowski is like on spaceship earth projected um i'm like what is going on here like this is awesome so i like quick get the the camera out like i'm trying to capture all these photos like Sully was on there too like doing this like crazy roar it was like this promo for like a monstrous summer for whatever the promotion was going to be for like packages or whatever that year with cruise line disneyland walt disney world or whatever but they were using the monsters inc characters projected on spaceship earth to kind of like promote the like the start of it and it was like talk about being at the right place at the right time like it was so cool because like they hadn't done projections like that on spaceship earth before and it was just and they were like animated too like i just remember like mike wazowski was like singing and doing all this like talking or like telling some jokes or whatever and like just moving all around spaceship earth i was like this is so cool like 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 why is this happening and then yeah it was just a cool moment then we like ended up leaving but you could like still see it from the parking lot i remember taking all these photos in the parking lot because it stayed on there like for another hour after like the media thing that happened or the promo promo but I just thought that was super cool. It was well before anything. Like it just kind of proved, like, man, you can put anything on Spaceship Earth. Like, why don't they do that more often? And it's kind of cool because we're kind of starting to see that now with like beacons of magic and such. Yeah, and that was really before projection mapping was as prevalent. Like now, yep. like if you throw something on a you know on a building, it's like, oh well, they do that all the time. But I mean, that was right. like the very beginning of it. Yeah, super mm -hmm. cool. Okay, I got just a quick one. Now this is cruise line, and I've told the story before, but it was remarkable. We just happened to be on a cruise with uh, the late Stuart Scott from ESPN. And he was such a cool dude. Like, I, I you know, because back then they were kind of, this was on the magic. So this was before the dream and this is well before the dream and the fantasy. Um, I think the wonder maybe had just launched, but it was on the magic. It was one of the, you know, very first years of the cruise line. And if you recall, the, the ships, actually, the, the classic ships used to have like a radio station on them. Uh, I think it was in the forward funnel. Um, it said, you know, you could look at it and see it. There was a full on radio station set up like a, like a studio booth uh, there where they could do radio shows. And it was for ESPN to, you know, cause of the, the tie in with the company. And I think he was doing like promotional stuff on the cruise or something. And he was there with his wife. And I just remember like he was, he, he did like a talk. I guess he probably got a cruise in exchange for this. You know, one day he talked, you know, did a thing down in the the lounge, you know, and I went to it, just talked about kind of his career and stuff. And again, he wasn't super well known at this time. ESPN didn't have the reach. This was probably in like maybe like the late 90s, maybe like 2000, if that. God, I'm trying to put a year on it. Probably 98, 99, maybe 2000. But the whole gist of the story was, he did a talk. It was very inspirational. He was very humble from his humble beginnings. You know, just talking about how education is super important. I told him that I was a teacher and he, and I was like, I don't have anything to sign, but I was like, you know, I teach in Ferguson, Missouri. Like you, you're such a role model for my students. Like they can see you doing the sports at night. And hopefully my students will see that that could be them in 20 years, 30 years, you know, not just be the athlete. Cause every kid in my class, like, and I think this is true of a lot of kids, like every kid in my class thought they were going to be, you know, Steph Curry. 
you know, and I always told them that's great to have that dream, you know, but, but you, you're probably only going to be five, four, you know, like, so let's have a backup plan. You know, you can be Steph Curry, but how about education too? So that you can, you know, know what to do with your billions when you become a great NBA player. But also if you don't, you could also be a broadcaster. You could be a, you know, a lawyer, or you could be a teacher, or you could be, you know, a chemist or whatever you want to do, but let's talk education too. And Stuart Scott really, you know, brought that home. And I, you know, when I saw him, I was like, I told him, I'm like, man, you know, you are just like, you're cool. Like you make sports broadcasting fun and cool. Cause even back then they were making those commercials that were just hilarious. ESPN had the best commercials back in those times. I mean, they were just, when you see them today, they still air them every once in a while. They're the funniest things ever. And I'm like, I just hope that my kids see you and that they see themselves. Like maybe in 20 years, they're sitting in Bristol doing a broadcast or even out there, maybe in St. Louis, they're a local sports broadcaster because they can do that. And you, uh, you inspire them. And he's like, here, he grabbed a piece of stationery from Disney. It was Disney cruise line stationery. Cause I still have it. I got it laminated and it hung on the wall in my classroom. And he just said, kids, your teacher is not your babysitter. Listen to him. He's here to teach you. And this is your future. Stuart Scott ESPN. And I just said, thank you. Thank you. Because it was so cool to have that opportunity to talk to Stuart Scott. And he became bigger and bigger as the years went on. I mean, he became a legend and it's a shame that he passed away at such an early age. But I mean, I still look to him. He's one of my heroes. He's such a great guy. But I do, I did remember one night we spent in the adult area singing karaoke. And in this uh, certain kind of karaoke, you had to take a shot every time you sang a song. He was toast. And his wife was so embarrassed. His wife was trying to drag him off the stage. And he kept singing that song, All For You, by Sister Hazel. And yeah. it just kept getting worse and worse. And it was the funniest thing ever. But yeah, I just the, the cruise I got to go on with Stuart Scott. I'll never forget. It was awesome. He was the greatest guy. Yeah. And I miss him so much. And it was just yeah. one of those things, right place, right time. I had no ideas on that cruise with him. That's awesome. But that's so awesome. I remember Stuart Scott, man. He was so great. But you kept describing him as cool. And I had to double check because like he always said, cool, cool like the other side it's of the, the, side of the that pillow. That is his catchphrase. Yep. Like, like, I don't know if he's the one who invented it, but he made it popular for yes. sure. So, like, I like your use of that because, man, he was cool like the other side oh, of the pillow. Absolutely, man. He was he was amazing. All right, Pam, give us one last story, and then we're going to wrap up and call it a weekend. Okay. So, this is another sort of cool location in the parks, and it is that castle suite um, that is at the Magic Kingdom. Um, there is actually a suite out there where um, certain people get to stay it was year of a million dreams, right? Where someone got to be in that suite every night during that whole celebration. And I had the chance to tour it a couple times. I've been up there a couple times and it is really a very cool location. First of all, there is this gorgeous glass slipper up there that's sort of in a case as you get off the elevator that goes into um, that area. The entrance is actually as you're going through the tunnel um, of the castle. Well, not the tunnel, but the, the archway of the castle. You go through there and it's one of those doors there. You walk in and there's an elevator that takes you up. It is done in the whole um, suite is really done in this very regal feeling decor. Um, it is absolutely what you would sort of expect to see sort of tapestries um, on the walls, on the beds, things like that. It's it, that part was really cool. 
There is a window that looks out over the side of the, um, the castle there. It is the side as you're walking from Frontierland up that path there. You can see a window there that looks out. It has the most spectacular bathroom that has a bathtub that has sort of twinkling lights um, above nice. it. I mean, you know, they just thought of all the things. I, I'm so jealous of folks who had the opportunity to go and stay in that suite because it was actually really cool. At this point, I don't... They're not having people stay there on a regular basis. I think every now and then there's a celebrity that gets to stay there every now and then or um, something like that. But yeah, uh, just a really cool experience to see. You always picture, I think, and think and sort of dream about, right, the suite that would be inside the castle. Um, and Disney did a great job. Of course, they know that everyone dreams about this. So they that's, made it spectacular. I think it's every Disney fan's dream. Like, right? Yeah. You know, right? Yes. I always thought of your, that was, that was the greatest thing about year of a million dreams though. And I've said this a million times was like, it didn't matter. Like every time I walked into a park, I thought I could win that day. Like, yeah, I never thought that I didn't have a chance. You know, I, I, I don't know. Like it's sometimes in the real world, I'm super pes pessimistic about like winning stuff like that. But at Walt Disney world, I thought I could win DVC, you know, like I literally thought that that day, that might be the day. Right. Okay, I wish they'd bring that back. That, I wish they would too. Cause I didn't get the experience that that was before my time. Of being a fan so like they i think they should just bring it back because of that because I, I think there it, you no, go people yes. go Tell them. if they yes. did that for like you know a, a promotion like you know say start at the summer or something people go nuts that was the craziest thing that's the, that's the thing they don't actually need it because right they <laughs> because don't. like they the don't. rooms are so full yeah already. they don't but i mean because i think that was that was really pre-social media like what it is now like with social media that would be crazy a nuts. Yes. Anyway. It would. All right. Well, hey, we're going to get out of here, but here's what I want this weekend while you're hanging out over the New Year's weekend. Tweet us at Mike, and I'm going to retweet these. Let us know or give us an email and we'll share it next week on the shows. What was like, what's a happenstance thing that, that happened to you? Like, I just happened to be on a cruise with Stuart Scott. I was like, that's Stuart Scott. You know, and like he's giving a talk. I mean, I, I had no idea I was under, you know, going to be on that cruise with him. Or like, you know, Pam or Scott, you know, we've been in the parks with these certain things happening. You know, Mike Wazowski with one eye, bam, right there on, on Spaceship Earth. Has anything like that happened to you? Let us know because it's fun to hear. But if you've ever been to the Big Bamboo, tell me that this place actually existed. This ain't a fake Wikipedia page that I found. Let me know because that make me feel a lot better about myself that I'm not losing my marbles as quickly as I know I am. So let me know. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Of course, our show is always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs over at themagicforless.com. Please use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop online. One extra click helps us out. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who support the show each and every month. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. Give us a follow on the social media. Pam's at TMFLTPam. Uh, Scott's at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Br Guest Mike, Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to talk to you this week. And of course, no live show. Nobody's calling us in on uh, New Year's Day. So enjoy it with your friends and family and uh, start uh, 2023 the right way. All right, we're going to get out of here. And of course, we'll be back again on Monday with a great trip report. And uh, we'll be rolling right into 2023 with you here on the show. So for Pam and Scott, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Friday and a very Happy and safe new year. If you're drinking, please find somebody else to drive you around because we want you back here for many more shows in the new year. And if you're running here soon next week, take it easy, especially if there's ice out there. This is not the time to get sick or get hurt. Be careful, stay safe, stay healthy, and happy new year.
You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.